de bavarde, je suis pas là pour parler. Je prie comme la tour est fait sur Delis. Je remplis le VIP de madame avec ma ladies. Euh, elle sait qu'elle restera pas assise. Ni des minimums, non, bébé, je connais pas la vie. Oh, oh, ma ladies, t'es validée. Je dirais pour ta place, t'es quand même pas idée. Comme dans la boîte, personne peut rivaliser. T'as tiré sur mes rôles, t'as le tour calibré. Mademoiselle cherche compagnie. Ici ça ne prend pas dinero, pas de moi c'est juste compagnero. Oh oh, oh oh, pare, pour mon numéro je suis pas là pour pare, pour pare. T'as vu pas mal je suis pas là pour pare, pour pare. Pour mon numéro je suis pas là pour pare, pour pare. T'as vu pas mal je suis pas là pour pare. This is the first time I hear this song. <laughs> Thank you guys for introducing us to the song. Um, welcome everybody. This is the Life Jog, aka the Life Journey of Growth, where we invest in ourselves to become better versions of ourselves, not only for ourselves, but for our children and the next generation. And uh, my name is Louis. My name is Rachel. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And today we have a lovely couple with us. And uh, the couple, Bobette and Dan, right? Correct? That's right. That's right. That's what's up. So welcome, guys. Uh, we're happy to have you tonight. Um, today we're talking about homeschooling. And you guys were the couple that, you know, we had at heart to just like have this discussion, this nice conversation about homeschooling, just to kind of like bring awareness around homeschooling, um, our different styles and maybe bring some like knowledge and just some wisdom around what we're doing so that we can bring some value to those coming after us who might be thinking about doing it. Yes. So like we said, we got Bubet and Dan and they are a couple with two kids mm -hmm. and they started homeschooling their oldest. So they're going to tell us all about that. Um, first, you guys want to introduce yourselves, like tell, tell us about yourself, what you guys do and whatever you want to share with us. So first of all, thank you for having us on the show. It's very much appreciated. A pleasure. I'm uh, I'm Dan's wife. I'm a photographer and I'm a designer as well. And I am currently homeschooling our our two children, more more so the oldest one since he's four, and the little one is ten months now. 
Wow, that's great. So you're homeschooling your four-year-old. So already we're kind of like breaking the myth of, you know, homeschooling starts at, you know, normal schooling age. So you want to talk about how um, how it is, like how did you start homeschooling? At what age did you start? And why do you think it's, you know, important to start early? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, my name is Dan. And um, I'm a DJ, an audio engineer, entrepreneur, and uh, husband and father. And um, yeah, you know, homeschooling yeah. is an important part of our journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's, we, we knew we wanted to homeschool from between we met each other. So that was easy. That was an easy decision. Um, and we started homeschooling when uh, Malachi was two and a half. Two and a half at that time he had a, a friend a, um, one of my daughter's friends used to come as well uh they had the, the exact same age so i was homeschooling two children um that would be four days a week so every day they would do activities in the morning uh like um writing um colors shapes numbers And then in the afternoon, we would always do an arts project based on what they had learned that morning. So, yeah, uh, Malika just turned four a few days ago. So that's basically what he's been doing since one year and a half. Wow. And so what do you like? What did you start so early? Like, because sometimes I feel like most people don't really think about starting the schooling their children or just like educating their children like that with intent like with intentions so why did you start so early and like what inspired you to uh to start as well there's there's a lot of stuff because um well we we came across a a dvd series called my baby can read Mm -hmm. and that actually suggests to start having the children watch that as early as six months old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are, I've seen a lot of stuff um, online and in different places with children who were reading by the age of of three, for example. So, you know, knowing that that, that these things were possible, um, you know, we both were on the same page of, of, we want to start as early as we can. No, and, and that's really one of the reasons why we started so early because the earlier the earlier you start um, the better potential that the child has to, to learn things and, and to grow and mature quicker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so reading was, was the was the foundation of basically the foundation that sparked the interest in you starting homeschooling very early correct? But that's like two and a half. That's 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 early. Like a lot of people just usually wait. Like okay, the kid's gonna go to school pre-K and they're gonna learn how to do all of that at four or five to get ready for school, and then they're gonna start learning how to read at six years old or seven years old. But y'all say I can see other kids read at three, so I believe my kid can do it too. Yeah, yes, yes. But another thing that um that motivated me to start homeschooling young is because they're not going to daycare. They're not going to um, uh, maternelle or pre-maternelle. So even though most of the time they play there, they also learn things. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that while they were here, they would learn as well. 
Mm-hmm. Some children, you know, at the age of four or five, they know the days of the week, they know the shapes, they know, they learn things in, in maternal as well. Mm-hmm. So that definitely motivated me. And I always wanted my children to be a year ahead of the other children. Hmm. So, so that's why we started that early actually. But I have to say, disclaimer, it's not like they sit down, they write all day long and I'm severe and it's not it's not like that. It, it you know, it's playful. It's very playful and whenever they they were still young when we started, they were two years two and a half. So mm-hmm. whenever they lost concentration, you know, we would stop. We would yeah. break. We would, you know, it, it's definitely not something that they they had to do. Some days wouldn't work. Some days they were just you know, throwing tantrums all day or, or, and, you know, that day they didn't really do much. So we would just do it the next day, you know? Yeah, definitely. I can definitely relate to that because, you know, I really did the same thing as you guys. I really felt like educating your children, there's no age, you know, there's no age to really start. Um, I think sometimes we really underestimate the potential that our kids have and we can start very early to just teach them very simple things and i was very surprised that my daughter really caught on because we started around that age around one and a half two two years old too just teaching them like you said like um uh shapes colors um uh alphabet also like speaking to them in different languages just so that their ear can get used to it so it doesn't have to be like this big daunting thing it's really taking the time <laughs> so if you guys are hearing this is my baby is the third co-host she is with us most of the time she doesn't want to sleep tonight so you're gonna hear her smile maybe cry and laugh <laughs> yeah she says hi so yeah so homeschooling is really um anyways to me it's really just you know, going with the interest of the child, presenting them different um, different things. It can be science, it can be math, it can be anything. And then you just see with their interest if they want to go deeper into it. I don't know if you guys, you know, have the same experience. Yes, uh, we're, we're just going to go. One one of our children just woke up, so we're going to go. Can you, can you just uh, repeat the question? No, no, I was just saying, um, do you guys really go with the interest of your children as well? Because for us, we go to with the interest, you know, if my daughter is very much interested in reading, so I'll do more reading with her, maybe less math. And then my other daughter is more like, um, has more of like a scientific brain. So we're going to focus a little bit more on, you know, science with her. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys do the same thing. What do you, what, do, what is your approach? Um, and it's, it's kind of a bit of both in the sense that, uh, we do kind of follow, uh, uh, Malachi's interests, um, or and, but at the same time, we also do try to teach him, you know, different things that we feel that he needs to learn as well. Yes, so so we do we do kind of follow um, his interests as well as try to uh, incorporate different things that that we that we feel that he needs to that he needs to learn. Mm-hmm. And and Malachi particularly, 
is one that um, likes to do his own thing. So, so it is it is very beneficial to um, to, to follow his 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 interests and and to make sure that he stays interested in whatever it is is be, that's being presented to him. Because if not, you know, he's he's not just gonna he's not the child that's just gonna sit there and listen to things unless he's interested. In Absolutely. What helps is that he's very curious. So he will, for example, say, um, he would ask us, what time is it? What time is it? And he would just keep asking all day long, what time is it? So that gave us the idea of actually buying him a clock in his room, buying him a watch. And now, you know, we started teaching him how to read the time so he can find out for himself what time it is. And now he's able to read the time, not the minutes yet, but he can read the hours. Mm -hmm. At four. Really feed on, on his interests. Uh, he's into robots, so he wanted to build a robot. We we did it together. Now he wants to make the robot move. He wants to make That's the robot move. So we, we we go with this flow. We have a couple books that we follow. But when it comes to arts, we really do this. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love whatever you just, you guys just saying because I am big on on STEM. Okay, everything STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. That's my thing. I love it. And and whenever I see any of our kids just like showing interest in building robots or like building blocks building houses whatever just anything related to that 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 just sparked their creativity and I, I mean we just want to feed it like we, we we ended up buying a bunch of like a bunch of like uh, blocks made of um made of uh, magnets right it's kind of like magnetic magnetic toys that they can build houses with and it's just amazing how when we incorporate that into it, it's like a learning experience. Hey, you can build a house or you can, he has a triangle. Like, you know, our two, our daughter is like two years old now mm -hmm. and she knows what a triangle is since she's like one and a half. And then she knows what a square is, a triangle, a cube, because we, we make it very interactive with the tools that we have. And when I hear about your son doing the same thing, and then whenever he, he shows interest, you just go and buy the tool. Like um, yeah. you go and buy the clock and and puts it in, and now you got you use it as a learning, um, as a learning tool to kind of like continue to spark its interest. That's really what I love about like homeschooling and being able to custom it to our children. Yes, yeah, so definitely, it's really it's also for me like a way to learn about my kids. I feel like it creates a bond as well because um, you can really see how their brain works, like. I taught my daughter how to read and it's like I had to do a lot of, I had to find out different ways to teach her different things, you know what I mean? So it, mm -hmm. it really expands ourselves too to get better at communicating with them, at relating to them and at transferring our knowledge because, you know, if you have knowledge and you're not able to transfer it, then it's like, what's the point, you know what I mean? So it really helped me as a parent to just be, um, to get better for myself and then to transfer that for, to my daughter and see her progress, see where I can improve. And like I said, also build this relationship with them. Um, 
one thing that I really love about homeschooling because yeah, my my kids um, don't go to daycare usually right now because of the COVID situation. I actually put them in daycare so they can have social interactions for a couple days a week. But usually, you know, my perfect life would have been they would have stayed home and they had you know, they were in a lot of extracurricular activities. And I don't know if you guys did the same thing. Did you guys um, put your kids in any other activities that was very, like, centered? Like, I don't know, dance or piano, theater or something like that? Yeah, well, um, we Malachi did, well, is actually, he's still doing it now via Zoom. Um, he does a, a, a drumming class. Mm -hmm. And that was something that he would do uh, every week. And um, he also did, um, what was the, the, the class that he did? Yeah, the, the Caribou. It was like a kind of a gym kind of fitness class for, for children his age. And yeah. um, that was another thing that, that he enjoyed uh, that he enjoyed doing. And, and our goal, too, is to get him into as many activities as, uh, as possible. And um, also, you know, my wife kind of connected and, um, and started a network of, of homeschooling uh, mothers. And they, you know, before things were kind of uh, shut down, um, they would get together and do uh, certain activities um, from time to time periodically to have interaction with, with, with other uh, parents and also the, the children. Yeah, that's such an amazing initiative. Actually, that's how we met um, through someone recommending this group. I was able to find, you know, Bobette and that's how we connected. So yeah, I, I missed out because I joined during the, you know, the whole pandemic thing. But um, yeah, I'm so excited to be part of the group because I can already see through our exchange that it's really dynamic. Um, but yeah, I love, I love homeschooling is really fun because um, one thing that we're gonna combat is the myth that our kids are not socializing. Um, there's so many ways of socializing, like, uh, Dan just said, creating groups of other of other moms that are doing the same thing. There's a lot of different groups, um, and then also putting your kids in extracurricular, like after, um, like in the in the evening or on the weekends. Like my kids, um, well, my my oldest was in theater because she's a very like star personality kind of type, so she was in theater. So that was really fun for her, and it's really exciting specific activities that fit their personality afterwards um but i want to know bobette and that like you started um you said at the beginning that you always knew you wanted to homeschool or you knew you wanted to homeschool before you guys met each other so where did that knowledge of or where does that um decision uh, come from like what's what's the story behind that well for me um i grew up in in belgium and I, I, I thought that um, we were not represented enough in the school books. So my grades were always average. But there was one year where we were learning about Egypt. And obviously, you know, all the faces were black. And that year, I got an A+. Plus. Wow. And also, another time, we had a, we had a black teacher and I got an A plus for all his classes. And I just realized that it's only because there's a connection there. There's a, a point of interest. There. And I, wanna, I want my children to go through the same thing. I want them to be 
to learn what interests them. And I always want to find a connection between what they're doing and, and real life, basically. So when we're homeschooling, I always try to make sure that the images that we use are a good representation of who we are. If that's not the case, then I just I just make my own. You know, we, we create our own board games and we create our own uh, flashcards and we create our own thing with uh, with black faces of little boys that look exactly like him. So for me, it was an easy decision. Once I arrived in Canada, I knew that it was legal here. It was really easy to make that choice. I definitely feel that he's going to get much further in life receiving this education than just opposed to what I received, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for, for me, um, when I looked back at my, my school experience, I felt like the, the school system kind of failed me in a sense. Mm-hmm. That uh, because of the way that that things are structured in the school system. There's only one way of teaching and they expect everybody to kind of learn and be taught the same way. But that's not the reality of how people are. You know, people have many different learning styles and many different ways of, 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 uh, of picking up information. And the one thing that I realized in school that they don't teach is how to learn. They don't teach you how to learn things. They just, they just teach you to memorize and to, and to kind of just sit there and, and be drilled in all of this information. And I never found that that was um, an effective way of, of learning things. So, so looking at my school experience and then, you know, learning about um, just homeschooling through watching different things and um, knowing that, that uh, you know, I want to be able to give my child, you know, the, the best or my children, the best uh, possible education, you know, homeschooling was, was a logical choice. And also, as, as Bobette mentioned, too, it's just the, the, the representation and, and the things that they, they are presented, presented with that are not necessarily um, useful for them. Like, there's a lot of things that, that we learn in school that, that you don't really need to learn. You, you, spend, you waste a lot of time um, learning unnecessary things. Okay. And, and, you know, so to be able to cater to the, the type of education that I feel the child needs and to give them, you know, the, the history and um, uh, to prepare them for the world from the perspective of, of a Black person, I think there's nobody better to do that than the, ch- the, ch- the children's parents, and it's, in this case, us. Mm-hmm. Well, I I agree a hundred percent, and I think it really stems from the same place. I really relate with you, Bobet, because you know I I was born here, and not seeing representation really affected me. Um, and it's maybe like when I was in my twenties that I realized you know how much. Um, but just not seeing yourself in any book or any um educational like tools is like I remember when I was in daycare, um, not in daycare in maternelle. Um, they asked us to draw like our family and I was drawing and then I, I didn't know which color, like which color to use. Like I was like, I want to use brown because I know my skin color is brown, but it feels weird because everything, but I didn't know why, but everything that I saw was not brown, right? So it's like trying to color something brown was weird. I was like, 
I was like, I remember like the feeling I was like six, you know, oh, I was like five years old. And I remember just like hesitating and just being like, I don't know which one to pick. Mm-hmm. And then I picked the beige one and I, and I felt really sad. And I still remember this to this day. And it's all through, you know, even high school, just learning um, history and realizing that they don't even talk about us like in history. It's like we never existed. And that really like disconnected me because I was so confused. I saw myself, I was always a good student. I saw myself as being intelligent. But at the same time, the school system is telling you that your ancestors were like, savages in the jungle you know what I mean and I'm just like how can I be smart and my ancestors are dumb like it doesn't even make sense so yeah that's all like the that's the journey that I went through also to kind of like be homeschooling is definitely the way I don't want my children to feel the way I felt and they're gonna know you know they're gonna see themselves in their toys and like we said we really really make sure that they're represented in the in the dolls and the books and the puzzles that we buy we try to buy as much from our community so that they can really they don't feel alienated you know what i mean they don't feel like other so that was a i can definitely relate to that and uh go ahead go ahead that i want to add is that it's important for me to be able to motivate my children as much as possible. So instead of telling them, okay, no, you cannot do this, you have to limit yourself to A or B, you know, we, we definitely want to teach them that, okay, both are possible, we just have to find a new how. I'm hearing an echo. You're hearing an echo? Yes. Um, I don't hear anything here. Uh, try again. Uh, hello? hello. You hear echo? Okay, so it's, it doesn't bother me, but I don't know if people can hear it. I can hear it. Okay. Let us know in the comments if you can hear it echo. Okay. Uh, sorry if you hear it, but you can you can keep going. Okay, so yes, as I was saying, is that it's very important for me to be my children's cheerleader and uh, to motivate them in in everything they they, they want to do. You know, like my a three year old telling us he wants to build a robot instead of telling him, well, it's not gonna talk, it's not gonna walk, it's not gonna, you know. We actually try to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that we couldn't do because he was really into Pinocchio for a while. He wanted Pinocchio to live and to become a real boy. You know, obviously you have to set limits, but other than that, we we try to feed his um, his imagination. And I feel that when I grew up, I, I didn't really have that. I had a good support system, but you know, there were limits. There were definitely a lot of a lot of limits. Also, because my parents didn't have time. Everybody was busy. And in school, you know, they try to sit, stay, keep you seated and stay still. So there was a, a lot less liberty when when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's great. I love that you really feed your, your son's imagination. It's really important at that age. And I think that one thing that we're also um, doing when we homeschool is really showing them the possibilities, right? Because I feel like sometimes in school um, or the traditional way of teaching is that you're going to be one thing when you grow up. 
when in this world it's not really accurate like you guys you know uh you're a dj you're an entrepreneur you said you were something else what else well audio engineer audio engineer you have a podcast coming up stay tuned for that and it's it's like you can do so many things and mm-hmm. we're not limited to being one thing and that's what i think that's something that we really need to teach our children you know that they can do a lot of things they can do a lot of things at once and they can be they're not defined by one thing or one career so yeah i just wanted to add that no, and that, that is that is uh, super important that um, you know that the possibilities are are endless, and you know like the the, the one thing too is is that um, no matter what it is that if if you decide that you want to be something like I always give this example, um, let's say for some odd reason, you know, um, and it doesn't I don't even have to say odd, but let's just say for some reason, you know, a uh, someone's like okay, I I'm really passionate about garbage. I want to become a garbage person. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will look down on that. They'll be like, "Why? Why do you want to become a garbage person?" Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that there are so many possibilities. You know, when when you look at the way that garbage is collected right now, you could be the person that innovates that that industry, and and you might be that person that has that that idea. Um, you know, um, to 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 really change things, but yeah. because of the the um, negative association with certain things or, or whatever the case may be. And the fact that traditionally no one's going to um, motivate you to do certain things. A lot of people that would be geniuses in certain areas don't even consider certain things, you know? So it's, it's important that whatever it is that, that the person shows interest in, that we stimulate that and that we allow them to explore it and to grow in, in, in whatever you know, field it is. Yeah, 100%. If that's so true, there is like a sort of year she of like, of careers that we kind of subconsciously or not even subconsciously, like they really teach you in school, you know, like doctors up there and garbage is down there. But like you said, it's like the person that um, that did Uber just revolutionized the whole taxi system, right? And you can be like, I want to be a taxi man. And people will be like, why? But then you can actually take this and make it something completely new. You can do that in any areas, basically. And I, I think that keeping them, like, leaving, um, getting them to have an open mind, yeah, it's really that. It's open mind, not being limited by one thing. Because, you know, you can you can re- revolutionize the garbage industry one day. And then, you know, in five years, you can go into something else. You're not restricted in your path. You know what I mean? I think that's really important as well. Hi, Colleen. Um, Joel Amen said, I heard about orthographique, uh, orthographique by Oliver Camoyo. Okay, I don't know that. I used to work with him, actually. He had, oh, wow. um, yes, he had a, um, an event called, um, uh, oh, what was it? Something about Africa, uh, African Heroes Awards. And I actually hosted his, uh, his event, yes. He Olivier is amazing. He actually also has a, a, a boarding game, and what he is doing, he is um, he was I don't know if he's still doing it, but he was organizing um, spelling bee contests, mm-hmm. and Thank all the know. words, all the words that the children had to learn had a relation to Africa. 
Mm -hmm. So they were learning about Africa, and at the same time, they had to learn how to spell the word. So I I have lots of respect for Olivier, lots and lots of respect for him. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so I'm definitely going to check that out. So everybody that's listening, Orthographique. Yeah. Uh, by Olivier Camoyo is a game. Uh, I, I, I guess it's in French. So if you speak French, you can use it. If you want to teach your kids French, you can use this as well. Um, another question I had is, I mean, a lot of questions that I get when I say I went to homeschool and I'm homeschooling, people ask me, um, how long are you going to do it? So do you guys have an answer for that? Or did you think about it yet? as long as possible yeah. i'm not sending him to school before the age of 12. And if still able to continue then definitely yeah as long as possible yeah um i like like, like she said um definitely not before the age of 12 mm -hmm. because your character and your development from zero to age 12 is really what defines you know, you know the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's, it's important that you know we are the ones that are making sure that we are educating and instilling the the fundamentals that we would like for our children to have, um, as opposed to uh, allowing somebody else to do that. Mm -hmm. But and and you know and again like she said too like if we can continue if we feel comfortable continuing after after age twelve, we'll continue for as long as as long as we can as long as we can. And but if not, you know, I'm I'm confident that at that point in time, that their the children's foundation will be strong enough that um you know any challenges that they may meet because of the school system, they'll be able to deal with them or will be able to guide them through them. Yes, yes. For me, I always say I don't know either. Um, I guess until I feel comfortable, like you said. Um, but I'm really hoping that there is by that time the maybe, you know, like-minded people like me and other people that can really create a network because we have scientists, we have uh, physics teachers, we have math, math teachers that we can, you know, we can have like a network of people that can teach those subjects to our kids if need be. And they don't really have to integrate the school system. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like the, I guess the the thought process I'm in, trying to work with uh, different people to build some structures so that it's easier for our kids, but also for people that are coming after us to have access to those resources. So as parents, we don't have to do everything. You know, we can have, we can have people that are really good in music, people that are really good in physics, people that are really good in sciences, and we can alternate or we can like find a way to uh, make sure that all our kids are really like, getting the most out of everyone basically um, but that's like projects you know and then um, another subject I wanted to talk about is I don't know if you guys do that but do you guys also um, teach your kids your specialty your passions like Dan you're a DJ like do you show him how to DJ do you show him all those things like talk to me about that a little bit um, right now I'm not doing it as much, but from early on, um, Malachi showed a strong interest in, in, into music and into DJing. And, um, one day I was just holding him in front of my, in front of my, my DJ set and he just started, started grabbing the record and started scratching. So from there, you know, I, I would practice with him, um, 
you know, just just from time to time, I would let him scratch and play music. And, and you know, he really loved James Brown. So we would use James Brown over and over again, and he would play it. And, and there was certain things that he used to do. Currently, like we haven't, I, actually, I'm happy that he brought it up because it's something I want to start doing again. But um, but currently, we haven't done it as, as much. But definitely, um, I do want to teach him everything that I know in, in terms of, you know, as long as he shows an interest in it, I, I want to teach him, you know, for sure. Yeah. What about you? Same for me. Everywhere I go, he's he's with me. He's he's my Velcro liver. I'm cooking. He has an apron. He's always cooking with me. Um, sometimes he's upset when when I make cereal. He said, "No, mommy, I want to cook. I don't want to eat cereal. I want to cook something." You know, other times when I'm behind the sewing machine or the embroidery machine, he's right there pressing the buttons. So, yeah, he's he, I try to teach him everything I know, like I'm saying, basically. For certain things, obviously, he's too young, but mm -hmm. um, but we want to include them in, in anything that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I think we all we always underestimate. Like, so we said at the beginning of the show that you know, you can homeschool in any situation and it's not because your child is going to physical school that you can't homeschool as well. And I think people need to do this more, um, no matter if your child is homeschooled or going to school, you can really like teach them your um, your specialties, like what you do from day to day, because that's really where the learning happens, you know. And Bebe said, you know, you, you, uh, you sew. And that's like almost like a lost skill now. Like it's not even like something that people do. And the fact that your child, you know, can see how it's done. It's really a lot of knowledge that he has compared to other people. Like I feel if I ask like a seven-year-old right now, like how do you make clothes? I don't even know if they're going to know, honestly. Like I'm I'm like thinking really hard right now. <laughs> yeah, um, but he loves it. He, I would give him pieces of fabric and his scissors and he will cut a circle and tell me, mommy, this is a skirt for my friends. And then I will give him some glue, and you know, he'll put it together. And and creativity is very important in uh, in our household. No matter what you do, make sure you can express your creativity. Because without that, I, I don't know. I don't know what life would be like without any creativity. Yes, definitely. That's that's so true. And it's so it's great to see your kids just like learn and soak all those things up like my my husband plays the drums and you know my baby she's like what seven months and she's like on him and she's trying to tap the, the drums with the thing with the sticks and my daughter plays piano and it's just really it's great because it also um makes a good atmosphere to just let them use those things you know sometimes we're gonna be like oh don't touch that or don't touch this but that's how they learn that's how they absorb you know um one thing that I, we love doing is gardening and they love gardening i don't know if you guys do it but just growing stuff and them seeing like fruits come off like it's just it's just a life you know it's just like learning life you know and not limiting not limiting ourselves to sitting down and just writing stuff on a paper but really exposing them to as many things as possible. I think that's really what homeschooling is for me anyways. But You're yes. Right. <laughs> You're right. It's important that they know where things come from. Like we do the same thing. We, we would plant seeds in the dirt and then he would water it. We teach him 
to talk to the plants and you know he would see the plant grow um when it comes to animal you know when he sees a, a an egg hatching like he knows that there's a baby animal in there and it's really important for them to know how how things start where they come from how are things made I yeah Mm-hmm. And and another thing too is that you know people do underestimate children like you were saying like you know they'll say no you you shouldn't touch this or you shouldn't you shouldn't do that but you'd be surprised if you if if you actually teach them how to use certain things and how to do certain mm-hmm. things they learn to respect or or they learn what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. and I can take actually an example from from my myself and I'm very grateful that I that I had that um and you know uh, go figure on the fact that I became a DJ. But my, my dad showed me how to use his stereo when I was like two years old. And I would I would play audio cassettes and stuff. And and you know, people would be like, Oh, you you let your child touch your, your stereo and, and that type of thing. But he, he said, I'm teaching it to him so that he knows how to use it so he doesn't break it. And you know, and it and it helps a lot. So it's it's very important that we that we teach our children how to, to use and do certain things. Yes, exactly. So it's not when you teach them like your dad knew he was so wise. That's how you they're going to know not to break it. And we have to stop underestimating them. You know, they're really just humans and they're just adults in training. They're like they can understand things. They understand they understand a lot of things, actually. So. Um, so, yeah, so I think that was a really great um, conversation with you guys. I really love that. I feel like we have a lot of points in common but uh the last thing i want to talk about is like what like did you guys did you guys encounter any difficulties with homeschooling like um anything that you're worried maybe in the future when your your child's going to be a little older like anything on your mind about that yes for me uh the the hardest thing was um to keep them focused to make sure that you know they 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 do what I wanted them to do that day. Whether we were it doesn't matter what we were learning, but I always had a plan for the whole week, a plan for the day, and I wanted to follow the plan. Guess what? When you have a two-year-old, they decide what's going to happen that day. It's not you can try as much as you want, but so I had a hard time just letting go, letting mm-hmm. go, and just going with the flow and like we were saying before there's so many ways to teach our children things they don't need to sit at a table they don't need to go through the book you know um so just just letting go being more patient like the the, the job of a parent is really one word describe patience just have yeah. patience 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 and sometimes sometimes that was pretty hard um and when i look back Sometimes I wonder if I wasn't too severe, you know, if I should not just have let him play for the first three years of his life instead of, uh, you know, instead of trying to teach him. But um, we know we did a good job because he's he's extremely smart. He's extremely smart. He will he will ask us things like, uh, "How come I don't see my own eyes?" <laughs> you know. Or, or what do birds eat, or what do, you know, the other day he kept stopping, we were walking in the street, and he kept stopping, and after a while I asked him, why are you stopping? 
And he said, well, because there's a stop sign, mom. There's a stop sign right there. And I'm like, what? The, the, the things that they wonder and they think about. So it definitely, it's, um, it's a confirmation that we're doing a, a, a good thing. And that they're learning and that they're advancing. So, yeah. And you, Dan, you have anything you wanted to add? Um, the, the only thing is, you know, kind of keeping a structure to make sure that um, he's up to, I guess, the, the standard of, of, of what children that are going to school are doing. And, um, you know, just, just making sure that, that we're keeping up, that we're, we're not we're not leaving anything out and that, you know, we're, we're not we're not all of a sudden it's like, okay, the, the child is at a, at a at a specific age, and obviously we, we have a plan, and you, you got to plan this out, and you need a curriculum and, and all of those things. But at the same time, like like um, without without doing an over comparison to, to other children, but just knowing um, where the child should be at at a specific age, and um, you know seeing how he measures up, and building a structure that makes sure that he stays on that path. You know, like that, that's that's the one thing that concerns me. But even though I, I, I know that we're going to get through that and it'll be just fine. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, for me, I feel like it's more the transition from homeschooling to school. Uh, just if, you know, your, your child is kind of used to. Uh, but obviously, my, my daughter is still young. But if, you know, she's used to really having um, um, like, you know, a little bit more freedom and freedom of thought and freedom to ask questions and all of those things. And then kind of like transitioning into a more rigid structure. Um, yeah, that's what, you know, is kind of a little bit more um, concerning, I guess, for me. But uh, I think that we just have to deal with it once we get there. You know what I mean? And yeah. see what we can do to adjust. But yeah, we definitely learn along the way. Yes, that's know? for sure. We mm -hmm. learn along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyways, I, I loved having a conversation with you. I don't know if you guys have anything to add or if anybody in the comment uh, have any questions. Um, if you're listening um, to this on the podcast, we are live. So you can follow our lives on Tuesday night at 9 PM if you want to be in the comments and sway the conversation. Um, so yeah, Bobet and Dan, thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm just gonna let you guys close. What is your what are your advice for people that are considering homeschooling or that might be um, a little scared about it or don't really know where to start? Uh, one thing I would say for sure is um, you know do some research, um, build a support. Uh, team around you have, have a network of people that are doing the same thing um, that that definitely helps a lot and um, believe but believe in yourself too and believe that that you can do it and you don't have to know everything to, to teach your children there are there are you know there are books and there are curriculums and you can learn at the same time as your child is learning if you don't know something so it's, it's not to beat yourself up if you feel like, okay, well, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. You can learn, you can learn it too. You can learn it too. And, and from there, you can become a successful home parent, homeschooling parent. 
Yes, I love that. You can learn at the same time as your child. Go ahead, Bobet. <laughs> Anything else? I would say uh, have patience. Don't be too hard on the child. Mm -hmm. And also don't be too hard on yourself. Children learn throughout the day. No matter what you do, they're learning. As long as you don't put them in front of the TV. And even if you put them in front of the TV, make sure they're watching educational stuff. Because they repeat everything they see, they, they, they take in everything they hear. So make sure you have a selection of things that they can watch, only the things you feel comfortable with, uh, that they read only the things that you're comfortable with, etc. Because if not, you're going to have to unteach them all these things and, you know, mm -hmm. that's just a waste of time. So be patient, don't be too severe on them and, and not on yourself either. Yes, thank you so much. I'm just going to add to this because I remember my daughter, um, sometimes you teach them things and you feel like they don't get it. But then one day they just come and they just know like everything. Like my daughter did this to me a couple of times. I was so surprised. I, I think I was teaching her like, you know, 3D uh, shapes. And I was like, oh, I think she's too young. Like, you know, she was probably like two. I was like, oh, she's probably too young. Like, but like maybe like Two weeks later, she just came and she just told me all the shapes. And I was just like, wow. Like, So they take time to process and keep teaching them. And then one day it just clicks, you know. It happens. Anyway, it happens a lot like that for me. And, um, yeah, so the TV for me, I don't I don't like, uh, I don't let my kid watch TV. But sometimes they watch, like, things on YouTube. That, like you say, that you select, that have, you know, value, that kind of, like, go kind of complement what you're trying to teach them. Um, so, yeah, don't really let let them just, like, be exposed to things that you don't really know what they're exposed to, basically. Um, anyways, thank you so much for being our guests, Bobette and Dan. Um, stay tuned because they're going to have a podcast coming out soon, or Bobette is going to have a, pod a podcast coming out soon. And um, once it's out, we're going to let you know what, it's, what it is and where you can find it. So thank you everybody that was here with us today and uh, we're going to meet we're going to be on a live on Saturday in French at 1 p.m. and then our show in English is every Tuesday at 9. So thank you again. My husband left. He never came back. The baby was not cooperative today. She just didn't want to talk about homeschooling. <laughs> so thank you guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you.